Hello, fellow cave raiders, and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I learned that this week, the only thing you need to do to reach stardom is to fall down on the NJ Transit tracks and just rocket to fame. <laughs> oh, that's right, like that cow did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that cow? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Ricardo the cow has been spared. It's a mm-hmm. Christmas miracle. It is. Yeah, you'll have to go without your prime beef, your Colby <laughs> beef. <laughs> Uh, and but, who are you? Who am I talking to? Well, I'm Dan Ryan, and oh, uh, I think from now on I'll go by the Parakeet King. Mm. Why not? <laughs> They're so beautiful, as they shit all over me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so cute. Uh, anyways, we do have a lot of news, or mm-hmm. adjacent news. You know, we actually lived and have some anime-adjacent things to speak on. We do. Um, before we get to our next segment in Main Abyss. Mm-hmm. So get all your joy out now, because <laughs> that's going to be sucked away. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, if it's okay, I will start with the smallest item. Of course. Um, which is a news bulletin that you uh, threw across my desk just <laughs> this, this morning. morning <laughs> um, is that Netflix, I guess to celebrate the success of their live action show as well as um, a 25th anniversary, they are going to be making a new One Piece anime adaptation called The One Piece. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from Wit Studios, who are responsible from the Spy Family okay. anime, okay. Um, which is great. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, there is a debate going whether or not it's proper to do this while another anime is still ongoing. But, but I, I feel like we're just watching GT. Sailor Moon does something similar to that once in a while. They'll have like two things run at the same time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess it's fine. One Piece is this commercial giant nowadays. Uh, I think this is sticking close to the manga or something. Well, and that's yeah. the main that's the main pro argument for it is that obviously One Piece has become famous or infamous for the amount of like time that it takes to adapt certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gotten much better recently, but you know there were throughout the years in the early seasons there were lots of filler arcs that were added in, and then of course. When you reach something like Fishman Island and Dressrosa, it, it's like every two pages of the manga is adapted into three episodes, and it mm-hmm. becomes, you know, a, like a, a chore to get to the major plot points. Yeah. So if this actually keeps to that and gives a more direct one-for-one adaptation, by all means, that could be pretty cool to see yeah. with more some one piece, new animation. More, yeah. more One Piece for Dan to enjoy and yeah. the world. Yes. Yeah, and then... I, I don't know what the studio will end up doing differently aside from that pacing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Maybe the know, art the, style will be slightly different too, you know? It could be, but the, the teaser sketch that Looks, we got was yeah. they're, they're looking at the first couple volumes and, and sketching them out. Mm-hmm. That could mean maybe that we'll get a return to a little more expressiveness mm-hmm. in, in, you know, how One Piece is animated. Because um, obviously... Before it became like a huge global phenomenon, it, you know, there there wasn't a lot they could do with those earlier anime seasons. So, you know, maybe we could get, I don't know, something, something a little more cartoony and free-spirited mm-hmm. compared to how the anime looked at that same point. Yes. Because the, the manga has always had extremely colorful and larger-than-life, like, you know, imagery and stuff, so... A more one-to-one representation of that could be pretty cool. Mm. But that literally just happened this morning. Yep. Uh, so I guess we'll wait to see 
what comes of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week also another trailer for the Has Been Hotel series dropped coming mm-hmm. to Amazon Prime. I think next month, early next month, which I'll be watching because the the cast is all Broadway people. Mm-hmm. So they may have upgraded from the original um, pilot that was on YouTube for the longest while. Certain people, mm-hmm. and you know, the internet was kind of upset. Like, how are they going to sound? But it seems like genuine care is gone in this. Of course, it's backed by A twenty four. This is going to be an animated series from them, which is exciting. Um, it's it's you know, it's crude, devilish humor set with another musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're kind of inundated with musicals as of late, and we can't tell people they're musicals. Yeah, but, you can't tell the fo- the focus know, groups. They'll, they'll get yeah. angry. Yeah, yeah, they'll get upset. God forbid you see Timothy Chalamet try to uh, scratch to a tenor range, but. <laughs> But yeah, 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 I think it would be something to check out. I know Grant's into it, so maybe you, you'll give it a shot, too. Well, you have shown me mm-hmm. bits and pieces of it. You showed me the pilot, and mm-hmm. then you've had me watch Hell of a Boss Yeah, a which times. Grant is more into than Hasbun Hotel, but I, I like the Hasbun flair a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, aside from that uh, tiny anime-adjacent thing that I watched was I finished up Paldean Wins. Yeah, yes, and I know yes. you you binged it or you watched the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's quality. It was a there was some beautiful music in the intro of that last one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this makes almost playing the games bearable in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but but no, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I loved how they represented like the terrestrial battles and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was just I don't know. I I like those cool little slice of life things in the Pokemon world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they intersect with like game stuff but i i don't know it the pokemon world is perfect for that kind of stuff yeah you know so always happy to see it mm-hmm. and they make um Fue coco even cuter yeah someone calls him a space cadet i'm like what the fuck is that that's <laughs> true yeah um but yeah it was quality like mm-hmm. you said I, I i like when the pokemon takes the anime like the quality goes up a little bit yeah and they they have the time to focus on these stories with characters we don't need to know just throw us into the world we're familiar enough with it yeah that, you know, we all come to enjoy. Yeah, because it's a it's a it's a huge world to work with there. So mm-hmm. by all means. Yep. And any news from you? Um. Well, segueing off <laughs> off that, mm-hmm. I've been playing the Indigo Disc this you week. You have, yes. Um. You know the the second part of the DLC drop that concludes the story from the first one. Um. I am loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, there was no you may, doubt. You may scoff, yeah. but. Uh, you know, I, I just love the setup. You're at the Blueberry Academy, which is a um, a school that is off the coast of uh, Unova. You get there via subway train, off-screen, mm-hmm. via subway train, and then they have the terrarium, which I think is built with the same technology that the marine tube utilized back in Black and White 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a huge Jurassic Park-esque you know, underground biome that has these four different, uh, you know, uh, environments into it, and tons to do in there. I've kind of, like, barely scratched the surface of what I plan to do, which, as always, is just catch and train, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can pay extra points to get the starters from every generation in there somewhere. Them all, yep. And I just like the design of it. Mm-hmm. it I, I feel like it actually takes some cues from like Digimon Cyber Sleuth mm-hmm. because they use a lot of those white cube the blocks, platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just an interesting way to do like little artificial structures in the yeah, middle the of the Yeah, the ditto blocks there. aren't shiny locked though for some reason, but you can't catch them. Uh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't... Th- th- there were there were yeah. some oversights with that. Yeah. Um, same with the Snacksworth legendaries mm-hmm. uh, because 
you know, not only are they shiny locked, but they're misprogrammed in such a way that one of their IVs is zero instead oh. of the guaranteed. Not that I, yeah. I don't really. Well, like you said, this that, this but... game's kind of like sped up that process because we yeah. were talking about how in the olden days I had to like go along the uh, the daycare route mm-hmm. and breed things and count the IVs via paper and pencil. Yeah, you know those kids today don't have to worry about that. Now you know you we can... paved the way for them. <laughs> yeah, now you can go with your most sentimental pick, and yeah. you can you turn change them their into nature a... and make them a competitive battle machine. Yes, which apparently you need in this DLC. Yes, it is a little bit tougher. Oh it, my goodness it, gracious! It... I saw some of those levels, and they was mighty high. Everything is like a comp-friendly double battle mm-hmm. with, um, you know, enemy AI that does think about things and seemingly has EV trained teams hmm. uh they take advantage of different strategies and stuff and you know and then for the most part the random trainers that you would encounter in the overworld get that buff but the the bb elite four and everything are definitely challenging like i i went in there with like a fresh team except for skeledurge because got to keep the starter on the on yeah. the main team yeah. um but even even then i almost got my ass handed to me a few times just because you know I was sending my competitively viable team against theirs, and I just wasn't expecting <laughs> a challenge. A challenge in a Pokemon in, game in these games. Wow, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, but legitimately, they did pull it off. Yeah. It's a good direction that I want to see the series continue. I know it's baby steps and Game Freak. They they take their sweet time with certain advances. They on do, things, but they do. Know, I can only hope in the next one or soon in my lifetime. We'll get a competitively viable, good-running Pokemon game. <laughs> well, and it goes to show that that even in the current age with how the games are set up, you can make mm-hmm. um, competitively challenging stuff. Because a lot of people have, oh, there's been a debate, like, oh, did the, did the experience share thing ruin the challenge of the game? And I would say that if all of the challenges in the game were structured like this, like with these double battles and everything like that... The leveling wouldn't matter no, much. It because you still... would need to think who to bring in. You would need to train other Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you know, especially if they start doing what one of the BB leaguers does, where they require you to use Pokemon that you've only caught in that yeah. area. Because what fun would that be? If you, know, you just so trade in your your big ones. Just things like that mm-hmm. that that could, you know, maybe there could be a thing where you you're only allowed to bring one Mon in. So th- things like that that could make it. Yeah. A little more, um, I don't know, just interesting and challenging. But I think it's a good step yeah. forward. And then yeah. plenty of hints to my favorite gen, Gen 5. Yes. You know, I'm bated breath, Dan, bated breath. Uh, Lacey is, is Claire, uh, Clay's daughter. Yeah. Um, Clay the cowboy, canonically fox, and we accept that. Canonically fox. Yeah. Uh, there was misinformation <laughs> spreading. <laughs> that There was a ship that, you know, some people hoped for, but... That, 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 that Alesa was yeah. the mom, but there's no confirmation. That would make sense. They do see each other a lot. They they're do right, see each other. Right across the bridge from one another. Uh, Lacey does use Plusle and Minin in mm-hmm. her first battle, and she also, like, her bangs mm-hmm. match... Elise, you know, if you want to go by Pokemon yeah. logic, then yeah. that's that's the inherited trait from the mother. <laughs> but we don't, we don't know. <laughs> no, we just so if that's who Clay canonically had sex with, you know, good, good we, on all. We know yeah. why he was hustling back and yeah. forth every day between had to make those that coin, two cities. Yeah. Um, but you know, good, good for them if that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's tons of stuff again, like the Marine Tube references. There's a Pokestar Studios reference. In a lot of, uh, you know, I think in one of the things you can customize the building with, um, obviously Drayton is 
yeah, Drayden's <laughs> grandson. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's like a handful of other references to, to stuff in the main region. Like, oh, and then like the map recreations of like the nature preserve, preserve yeah. uh, with the Haxorus in the center of it. Uh, Charged Stone Cavern yeah. is there. The yeah. unique unlockable Meloetta. Yes, yeah. That the, the, the internet... <laughs> You somehow know, cracked. I give kudos to people, because how do these people find out how? You gotta stand in some swirling Wind, grass, yeah. and I'll, I'll leave the rest to, to for you all to solve. But mm -hmm. it was cool. I like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I love it when they, they add, Do like the a, background, backyard, oh my gosh, the playground rumors. Yeah, like yeah. the playground rumor mystery shit, where it's like, oh, you gotta stand in one spot, and you gotta, like, use strength three times. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we, we haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. So... Good on them for that. And obviously, you know, the the plot involving Turtle was not high stakes by any means, but it was, um, I'm a sucker for that Area Zero shit. It's a cool little sci-fi location. Got big crystals. Yeah. Um, and it ends up resolving the stuff with Kieran, who goes emo and has an onion haircut. Mm -hmm. Um, and seemingly they are saving even more plot for a future downloadable thing because uh, we got our mysterious Peach Boy. The evil Peach. And according to leakers, there's some kind of programmed scripted event where a lot of people are zombified. Do you think the uh, Mario Bros. movie Peach's song that's now Oscar-dominated mm. um, inspired that in any way, shape, or form? Maybe. 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 I, I know they had some lore, of course. It could have been the, One Piece, the too. The Sakura Peach, yeah. Because they did Momotaro, oh. so. But I, I don't, um, who, who knows? Mm. But we, but Peach is evil yeah. in, in this one. It's yeah. Wapeach. Wapeach. Um, as far as we can tell. Yeah, maybe that was the intended design. Look what's become of her. <laughs> but, you know, that that's coming at some point. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yep. So. Yep. I have no other news aside from the two big news items we shared last night. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll create one on the spot here. Okay. Since you just, uh, you mentioned, like, the Oscars and such. Yes. You sent me a lineup uh -huh. of, like, okay, and one of these things is not like the other. Mm -hmm. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It wasn't that one I was referencing. Well, it's getting snubbed. Uh, yeah. It, didn't it get nominated, though? I, I best animated. Yeah, but there was another, like, I think the Golden Globes or something. Yeah, like, the, it didn't, it didn't. That's the Globes, though. Yeah. It's a strange thing mm -hmm. that, like, Wish is on there. Yeah, for all that, of those. that doesn't sit right with me. And I haven't seen the film. I mean, I don't usually judge a film prior to seeing it such, but I don't think I'd be a fan of Wish. Yeah, it's it's like, okay, this feels like a requisite thing yeah. at this point yeah. that we have to put on the... And uh... I do have to see Turtles and Spider-Man still because they've been highly recommended by Super Eye Patch Wolf and the like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do we want to get into the big ones? Yeah, Dan, why don't you start us off with uh, the movie of the season? <laughs> movie of the season. Uh, we went to For a, some. <laughs> with, our, with good friend of the podcast, Matt Cabrera, we went to a double feature. Uh, first, we it's did years, yeah. uh, Wonka. Yeah. The origin story yep. for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And Timothy Chalamet's Twinkdom. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And it's set in a vaguely Parisian town. Yeah, it's another Paul King joint of Paddington fame. Where we uh, meet a young Wonka who is, uh, you know, he's been sailing the, the seas, gathering ingredients to make mm -hmm. his magical chocolates. Yes. Um, and then he runs afoul of three chocolate moguls yeah. who, you know, want to snuff him out. 
Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is also helping them as, like, a sheriff who yep. steadily gains weight throughout the and film. of course, we have Olivia Coleman as a villain. Mrs. Scrubbit. Scrubbin. Uh, you know, who is a... Uh, she's like a laundry woman who mm-hmm. takes advantage of dreamers. Yeah. And, Overcharges uh, them and sells yeah. them into slavery. So that's the recurring thing is that, you know, this city dreams <laughs> are kind of, this is where, you know, they go to die and it takes a lot to achieve what you want. And what if the precocious noodle? And noodle is there too. <laughs> Everyone loves noodle. Uh, Sorry, noodle. There's a giraffe. Oh, there's a, we, we could talk for hours about that giraffe in this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, But overall thoughts on it. What did you think? Uh, I know we differed on this, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was fantastic, but mm-hmm. I think it was probably one of the better family movies I've seen in a while. Yeah. Compared to things, again, like Wish, mm-hmm. it was not half-assed. No. It was like, The this production is... design's gorgeous. Yes. The costuming and the, the sets are incredible. The CGI isn't even really that distracting. Nope. Um, um, it kind of melds together with this Wonkaverse, which is something we appreciate maybe coming up in a future episode sooner than one might think. Of but, course. But I'll never tell. Um, I was oddly unsettled by certain things in this movie, and I yeah. don't know why. Um, I think it's partly Timothy Chalamet. I just couldn't... He was doing a great job. Like, he is charming, but it was virgining on, like, uncanny for me. Like, and I know Wonka is supposed to be a little bit unsettling. With the Gene Wilder, Johnny Depp of it all. Yeah. Um, that's part of the character. But this just wasn't clicking on all cylinders for me. Um, the songs, I did not enjoy. Um, I just I thought they were passable. I thought that some of these lyrics were not good. <laughs> Being that we just lost Stephen Sondheim, I think people should have stepped their pussies up and... Inc- I, well, what, you can only rhyme chocolate with so many things, No, you Dan. can only rhyme chocolate, yeah. but I, I think that in terms of, uh, like, they were catchy little earworms mm-hmm. that didn't overstay their welcome. I couldn't name I you one think... besides Scrub Scrub. Scrub today. Scrub. Scrub Scrub and, and Sorry Noodle. But well, that's because... Sorry, yeah, Sorry Noodle was an iconic bop because it came out of nowhere and the, the first two lyrics got me. Well, that's because we kept saying it yesterday. Sorry, uh, but there was also, like, Sweet Tooth. I... Um... Um, on my way when he was climbing up that tree, a few Oompa Loompa things, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But again, it, it's, I think they blend nicely into the movie and it's mm-hmm. not, it's not like offensively bad. So yeah. And you know, there, there was a lot of, I, I think it's charming. It's cute. Like they did a, a service to the Wonka verse mm-hmm. in this. Um, I think everyone here is actually having kind of a fun time. Like I thought Hugh Grant would kind of cash it in. Or mm-hmm. it would be cringe, but I was like, oh, all right, for, like, his limited screen time, he seems to be, like, you know, doing his best with this role. And it's not, like, upsetting or anything. Yeah, and this one, the, the Oompa Loompas back in Oompa Loompa Land are dressed like the Swiss guard you pointed Vatican, out. The yeah. Uh, so we don't know what There's connection so they have. There's so many questions here. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just like a... I, I enjoyed it because it was like... It felt like one of those 90s movies, kind of like Matilda... Well, it should, because it's Roald Dahl, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. despite him being a a terrible person. Mm -hmm. Awful person. The movie adaptations of his work, you know, there was always, like, they were always set in this quirky world where Mm -hmm. everyone's kind of stupid and a goober. And named after their most noticeable trait. Like Abacus Crunch, the accountant. Affable, the good cop. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah. So, like, by all means. And I think the Paddington guy was the perfect one to do it. Mm -hmm. Because those... Those movies come very close with that, too. Yeah. 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 
I will say, though, we, we have to mention the giraffe in the room. We do. That sequence, Dan. This giraffe, this CGI giraffe, is giving fuck-me eyes this whole movie. And the whole goal of it is to get some giraffe's milk for chocolate during a sequence. Yeah. And Luckily, it wasn't a male giraffe. It was just a lot to make fun of in that scene, which I, I think is there for a reason. But it went on for a little bit too long. I mean, the giraffe comes back. I love a giraffe. Well, the giraffe comes back and yeah. the giraffe milk comes back because in a later scene... I think, you know, a decent amount later into the movie, he gives giraffe macaroons. Yeah. And when that when when that plate of giraffe macaroons came out, I heard you next to me go, like, <laughs> so it was, you know, they kept bringing it back. Well, I know where that milk came from. Yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, it is, that's one of the uncanny valley parts where yeah. the giraffe is like, you know, like, as you said, it's, 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 I, I, I don't know, it's strange. Yeah. But again, it's like, Okay, he's getting quirky ingredients. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there was a female giraffe nearby. Yeah. The but balloon sequence was cool. It was. I yeah. thought the song was middling, but the balloon sequence was fine. Yeah, that was that was one of the noodle songs, right? Yeah. Or something like that was we, that was post giraffe milking when we dreamed together or something <laughs> I, like that. I can't name you a song, Dan, aside from Scrub Scrub, um, Warsh Warsh. But yeah, I mm-hmm. I. I um, ironically yeah. recommend it. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, I, I will return to it, but it was just, I, I, it wasn't clicking for me mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And I know I, I've been reading the, the Reddit comments and stuff and people seem to genuinely like it. Mm-hmm. Like people are going in like expecting that it would be a little stupider, a little more kid focused, but it seems like kids and adults both enjoy this film. Yeah. It's not as stupid as you would think it is. And there's not like a lot of member berries. Mo- like there's stuff that tracks as a visual reference to the original Gene Wilder movie, mm-hmm. and there's also dialogue that gets yeah. like, like he says, like, oh, uh, 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 you know, a single good deed in, in a, a world of darkness, like yeah. things like that. Um, but not no member berries in terms of the original plot. Like, there's no, there's no thing no. at the end. Like, I was fully expecting because I, I, I'm cynical and I hate movies, mm-hmm. but I was fully expecting that, like, at the end, the accountant was going to be like, "Well, in terms of legal documents, do you have an heir, Mister Wonka?" Yeah, yeah. And then, not today. And then he'd pause and look at the camera. Yeah. And, he, and I'm like, next no. year because Wonka's apparently like 80 years old, even though it's Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's been on the sea for seven years, so yeah. And what I would argue is fantasy post-World War II mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah. I don't know how it fits into the canon. There's a lot of questions. Because there's no signifiers. No. It's just some French words yeah. and then the Galerie Gourmet. Yeah, no TV, the, no television. No television. Yet. Not yet. Yeah. Um, but a lot of steampunk folding baggage things that mm-hmm. come out. So yeah. there is some technology. I loved that little chocolate making contraption that he yeah. had. But Yeah, we'll talk about my feelings on chocolate at a later date. Yeah, we will. Yeah. 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 We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But our second film, of course, we had to see it. Yes. It was uh, Miyazaki's latest joint, The Boy and the Heron. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of allegedly his last film, but he's already working on something else. Yes. Supposedly. But it felt... I, I liked it more. I definitely have to go back and see it again. Um... I, I enjoyed it. Uh, we know that Takahara is my fave mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, like, the Ghibli films. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they kind of outpace the Miyazaki ones for me. But I, I feel like it would be a fitting final film for him. I know yes. he just had The Wind Rises, but this one feels like it was a lot of references to both Miyazaki's life and his previous works. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
and you know when you you know when we were discussing it afterwards when you put it in that context it definitely does feel like a perfect summation of everything mm-hmm. um in terms like you said in, in terms of his own biography but there are so many visual and thematic references to past Miyazaki movies mm-hmm. um this like like you said I'm definitely going to need like a second and third viewing yeah, to when it comes on physical guess what we're watching we oh, must yeah. um because it was it was one of the most like interesting film going experiences I've had in a bit. Yeah. Because you know we were joking afterwards where you know it was like what's his name talking about cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's uh, oh my gosh Hal Prince discussing cats with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, and he's like, so what's the symbolism here? Does this does this represent like imperialism? Does this represent grief? Does no, this Hal. represent? It's just cats. And this movie felt like that, but with birds. birds. And you go in, and this, again, this is purely my own my own fault, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in, and it's Miyazaki, and you expect some kind of theme to, to, to come. Like, oh, you know, there was a theme. There, yeah, and, and there is. Yeah. But but it, it, it's a lot of, it, it kind of, you, you need to kind of soak it all in to get to that point, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just... It had me thinking the entire time, yeah. and and I have not gone to a movie in in a long while that has kept me like questioning everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's just more research is required, yeah. I think. But visually, it is stunning. Yeah, and musically too. This score yes. is a banger, Joe Hisashi, yet again. Um, I need this on vinyl immediately. I yes. will be listening to this. It's, it was very effective for me. I didn't cry. I didn't get overly emotional. Mm-hmm. I could see how some people can, especially if you've lost someone, because one of the main things is like dealing with grief and trauma and mm-hmm. processing that. Um, I could see how that might affect people. I liked the first third of the movie a lot, even before we went to like this fantasy realm thing. Yes. And then once we went there, it kind of like petered off just a bit for me. But I was still engaged and like, where are we going with this? Yeah, I was long for the ride. Well, if anything, the genre kind of shifts at Which that point. Which is because uh, Miyazaki originally had one thing planned and then it changed halfway through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that, so that's two separate movies almost, yeah. Um, but again, I, I need to do more research into that stuff because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to approach any Anything, online yeah. thing about this mm-hmm. movie at risk of getting a spoil uh, yeah. you know any spoilers. I, I at did all. the same, but last night I was I was snooping around. But because uh, when I got home, I was very sleepy, mm. and I played some Pokemon, and then I'm like, I'm gonna going to you know I'm going to f- drift off into dreamland, mm-hmm. looking things up about the boy and the heron. Yeah. And then I woke up in the morning, <laughs> and on my phone were the Wikipedia pages for the boy and the beast. Oh, so, so you in were my close. Yeah. fatigue, I yeah. had Googled the wrong movie yeah. and learned nothing. So mm-hmm. I, I need to, I need to, with a clear head and mm-hmm. eyes unclouded, I yeah. need to uh, approach. But it, it is, go see it. Yeah. Don't look up anything about it. No, because it is just a weird and wild trip yes. from him. Yeah. So, yep. And uh, Pattinson did good. In voice acting, <laughs> yeah. I thought was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It, it, it is. I don't. It's just such a strange and beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to. We're gonna have to do like a critical deep dive into. Yeah, this well, there's no we predicting where it goes. It. I certainly wouldn't have predicted that. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Like that's the 
the very refreshing thing mm-hmm. is you there there's no way you call it when that yeah. bird starts antagonizing that boy mm-hmm. where it's going to go yes. so yeah yeah yep go check it out yes and future watch on the pod but that's all i wrote this week dan well I do have a tangent oh boy. prepped. Uh, mm-hmm. It is not requiring any work from you. Good, no thinking. Uh, Bring it empty. It's sort of a retcon of something that we had established previously. Mm-hmm. Um, because in playing the Pokemon DLC, in thinking on the older games, uh, I do not want to remove Florida and the West Indies from our map anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few weeks ago, we discussed doing like Venice and um, like Hong Kong is like, you know flying mm-hmm. destinations but i think we're going to nix that mm-hmm. because the vibe that i think you and i have been going for so far in the design process has been like an old school rpg with a giant ass map mm-hmm. so uh, florida still fits in there just fine uh you know because easily done if the map is divided into like six quadrants yeah. then we just you know, zoom outwards for these other two maps. Um, and scale-wise, the only thing that, that ever bothered me with using, like, the West Indies there was, you know, scale-wise, they would be tiny compared to the rest of the map. But with this Indigo Disc DLC, I've kind of rethought that. I've, you know, we could put some kind of artificial structure there, and then the islands surround it, and we can, you know, in the coming weeks or months figure out like a plot or game purpose for it. Yeah. Obviously, we you've already designed plenty of characters for it via prompts. We mm-hmm. have uh, the the masked beasts, the evil mask uh, from Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Um, handful of characters like you, uh, Sween coming back, and then Florida had m- like more loose characters. Like we got our Shonen protagonist Mon there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the the main thing will be just. Um, we could end up like switching what those two things do like florida could end up being um you know again more battle centric and then maybe the islands could be more research and nature centric mm-hmm. um but we don't have to stick to as tightly with those to like the past and the, the future mm-hmm. um instead we can kind of just put whatever there but we will tie it somehow into like the gemstone imagery. Yeah. Because we already have Garnet, Amethyst, Topaz, and Lapis covered, obviously, because of our legendaries. Um, so we'll put two more in there, and mm-hmm. those will be designated the post-game mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that that is where the prompts will be coming. F- you know, that that's what we'll be working with the from here on out. The direction we're going in, yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, wanted to get that out. Yep, once I get time off, I'll put my brain to work on these things. No, of course, yeah, yes. it's, again, this is purely for killing time mm-hmm. here on the podcast. These games gotta be made, Dan. They gotta be How made. How else will you carry on your legacy? <laughs> these yeah. blocks won't stack. These blocks won't stack. <laughs> the thread won't cut. And it can't be a bird that does it either, no, so. No, Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, are we ready? <laughs> Yeah, mm. you've been promising some some trauma. Yeah, so. some trauma that you've yet to see yet, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting for me. So, yes, we are continuing deeper and deeper still into Made in Abyss, the series. Uh, today, with the uh, kind of bridge between Season 1 and Season 2, we've got an original movie, an OVA, known as The Dawn of the Deep Soul. Okay. 
and this was released in 2020. It is a direct continuation following the manga and will lead us into season two, which may come sooner than we think. I'm debating what I'm showing next, but depending on how this goes, I know you're going to love certain characters here, and I kind of like how season two plays out too. Um, but that might be next on the docket when we return to anime after a, a short break, a short stint um, elsewhere. The listeners can't see it. I love this. Steel I have book art. I the steel book. I've just turned it around in the box three times, and Dan's been marvelled every time by it. <laughs> every side. I love it. Yeah, it, it is. It, I you know it's Bondrude and his many. Oh, we'll get to them. Evil the gang, friends, <laughs> you know, the little rascals. <laughs> his knights of Ren. It's it's yeah. great artwork. Yeah, here. Dan's gonna be blown away, but. It's up to him to decide whether this Bondrude's a good dad or a bad dad, mm -hmm. which will be the main debate of this episode. But a recap on what we watched last. Um, as Riku and Reg descended further into the abyss, they were met with the monstrous orb piercer and some sickening gore. Yes. Yep. Uh, Reg almost had to sever Riku's arm uh, to save her from toxic poison uh, before being helped by a hollow girl, or a hollow person, sorry, a hollow them, Nanachi. Nanachi, yes. Who has been transformed by the powers and curse of the abyss. Uh, Nanachi was transformed into this state after being experimented on by the White Whistle Bondrood, and due to the sacrifice of her friend Mitty, shielding her from the Abyss's true curse, killing her outright. Yeah, <laughs> or, as, or mangling her as, in a way that is unconceivable. Yeah, <laughs> as per Bondrood's experiment, he was lowering uh, like a child and an animal into mm -hmm. the Abyss at the same time, yep. and then seeing how the curse could transfer between them, mm -hmm. but then he figured out that it could only work between two humans. Yep. So in the case of Mitty... And Nanachi, Midi got the full blast. Yep. And not a pretty scene. A lot of tears shed. Uh, Nanachi then asked Reg casually for only one thing, to use this incinerator to put Midi out of her painful existence. Yes. Which, you know, Reg debates on, being a little robot boy, asked to do this serious thing, but eventually does agree to do that. Um, after Riku wakes up, Riko wakes up and reveals like she was in this weird dream universe where she saw... Uh, someone similar to Mitty, or yes. Mitty's soul, was finally at peace, uh, thanks to Reg doing this for Nanachi. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, so the three decide to band together. Nanachi says, I'm gonna have to go back to my old boss slash father figure slash torturer, mm -hmm. and uh, we gotta get through this fifth layer somehow, because that's the only way down deeper and deeper still into mm -hmm. this abyss. Um, and then it is revealed that Bondrude has a daughter. He does. The young Prushka. The young Prushka. <laughs> mm, I can only hope that these children find joy. But I don't know, Dan. And I I think one of the last teaser images was Bondrude has a wall of lights representing the people he's experimented on. Mm -hmm. and, and when Midi's they die... Light, yeah, Mitty's light goes out. So and he says, Good job, Nanachi. Sabarashi. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. Mm. Um, but I, you know, the jury is out on whether or not he's a bad dad, I guess. Yep, so, so we're going to be talking a lot about dads. Um, I, I just, I don't want to give away too much, but any ideas on what might happen to our characters here? I always like to ask your opinions without having any idea. I honestly, again, this is purely uncharted territory in this series for me. I am very excited to get mm -hmm. into it though, because again, visually... I I love this this show and and just the extremes that it goes to mm -hmm. to kind of like uh, make you uncomfortable, um, but I'm expecting some masked boys. Uh, mm -hmm. You know I love these uh, I love this type of character design, yeah. uh, and I'm going to go with the assumption that Bondrude is indeed evil, mm -hmm. but has a soft spot 
for his daughter. Prushka, the young yes. Prushka. <laughs> so it, it, I don't think it'll little, be, little Prushka. <laughs> you know, completely black or white. I think mm-hmm. it'll be that Bondrud is is kind of uh, focused on his goals, mm-hmm. but Prushka is like a, you know, maybe a blind spot. That's what I'm assuming. But yeah. I, I, again, I have no foreknowledge going into this. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, Dan, there's no further putting it off. I'm running a little low on energy, though. I think I need a new cartridge. Uh, uh, what? audience from what might be the best Christmas movie of all time yeah. with Made in Abyss and the Dawn of the Deep Soul. What a joyous experience for the entire family to gather around and watch. Jesus Christ. Oh boy, Dan, <laughs> what do you mean? It was nothing if not about a father's love for his child. Well, I I think I'm leaning into uh, Von Drew being bad dad. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Why so? <laughs> I think that, that even if you go with the thesis that he's just simply so out there that mm-hmm. he doesn't experience emotions like regular people do. Even so, you know, that does not a good dad make. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that he probably had affection in his own way, but yeah. he was still committing, you know... He was doing it for Crimes his own, against humanity. His own so, means, yeah. Yeah. But... God, is he cool? He is cool, yeah. He is. <laughs> and if that doesn't make a good dad, I don't know what is. Yeah, he's... Design-wise, he is... Per- like, design and demeanor-wise, he is... He is possibly one of the best villains I think we have seen on this podcast, yeah, Next perhaps. to Dark Wizard Cobb. Next to Dark Wizard Cobb, <laughs> of The greatest course. villain of all yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, but um, any initial thoughts on the film? Did it go where ex- you expected it to go? Um, what do you think's in stall for our characters, maybe? How did you feel about it? Just on at, a surface at, level. At this point, yeah. I, I, am, I know that each step down for these characters mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, harrowing. Yes. And they are going to earn every step of it. Mm-hmm. And... I never, I can't tell how they're going to do it each time, but it's like, it's not going to be easy, it's going to be traumatic, it's going to be horrible, and this feels like, like, I, it feels like one of those, like, crossing the Rubicon moments Mm -hmm. in an anime where Mm -hmm. they take down what would be close to a big bad, sort of, um, but it's done in a very brutal 
like yeah dan ryan said jesus christ three times I throughout did. this film um he invoked the name it, it, but it, it's just like okay at this point these characters have earned stepping past this first threshold yeah. because my god it is it, it, it's effective like he he is an effectively done villain and this mm-hmm. is an effectively done villain story arc here, yeah so yeah, yeah. it's a uh, maduka is maguka yes eternal suffering that was promised for you in this dark jonathan arc mm-hmm. as i extend my arms towards you saying great job dan mm-hmm. just a bit further to go <laughs> <laughs> what else can you lose along the way dear I don't um, know. I like this. Uh, a lot of the internet is of the sentiments of you that Bondrude is explicitly bad dad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he does do bad things. Yes. But I could see his reasoning behind these things, even though his humanity is corrupted, perhaps even gone, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a villain through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see where his mindset is at in that. Okay. And he's just so darn cool. He is. I can't get over the fact. Like, his design is great. Like, it's anime incarnate. He has a fucking elbow sparagmos laser. (laughs) Like, how cool is that? It's just the helmet and the silhouette. The tail, everything. Yeah, and then when he goes into his second form with the tail, like, it, it, it is... I- iconic, yeah. I think, yeah. is, is the word. Yeah. yeah. This is my Wonka. <laughs> Yo, and, and even how the design integrates into, like, the Umbra hands and stuff is... Yeah. is, is they're, cool. they're perfect, yeah. 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 If would... I was evil, then I would, I would go for this aesthetic yeah. route. I think so. when Grant comes around next time, I'm gonna give him this box set to mm-hmm. watch and then yeah. tease him with season two. He would you. appreciate it, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he would. Just character design alone. But let's get into the plot, shall mm-hmm. we? Uh, Rico, Reg, and Nanachi all delve further into the abyss. Rico is acting as the team leader, which I find interesting because she seems to be like the least powerful of the group, but the most knowledgeable. Yeah, she's almost and, died the most times. Yeah, so. she is an eternal optimist too, mm-hmm. which is something that is champion. Like her optimism definitely keeps these other characters moving forward. Yes, it's important quality to have down here in the abyss. Uh, they arrive at the Garden of Flowers of Resilience, mm-hmm. a beautiful scene, uh, imagery that we've seen Rico's mother Liza. Uh, look at a lot mm-hmm. and like call back from we've seen this in like most of the marketing for this show too it's a, a big layer to reach yes the eternal fortune flowers yeah. and uh, uh don't go up the hill you'll feel the curse's strain says nanachi to rico and mm-hmm. rico's just like okay like very childlike innocence and wonder at exploring a new locale mm-hmm. even though your body is going to be smushed and changed yes yeah if you even a yeah. slight change in elevation and we'll get it. more into that in season two <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, that yeah. that is definitely a higher consequence in season two because here they treat it a little like this layer gives it a little like you can go up, you won't die, you may chip a tooth or two, but yeah, uh, yeah. In the next layer down, no going up. <laughs> in the next layer of robot hell, is yeah. that <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Reg remembers being here, and Nanachi and him hear several voices in the distance, yeah. and they go to investigate. Of course, Nanachi sends Reg um, out, because Reg is concerned for, like, helping people. Yes. But Nanachi's like, I'll stay back, I'll protect Rico, mm-hmm. you go and look, I'll keep this calm satellite earpiece that we have, and then mm-hmm. Rico will look out for you. Um Rico does use a telescope that Nanji provides to see some strange automaton raiders that I was like, ooh, Dan's going to like this design, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, like, Star Wars backpack, oh, white yeah. mask. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he but but he's not an automaton, right? Well, he, he seems. I, I mean, they all have their own like clockwork. Me- well, yeah, steampunk, I, steampunk mechanics. But I, I just assume it's a guy in a suit. Like yeah. it's like it's like some kind of freakish because he moves very unnaturally. Well, he's one of the Umbron hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I love this great you know introduction yeah. to what's to come. Yeah. So we learn that these are the Umbron hands. They're kind of like Bondrudes, our gang, little rascal style. Yes. That do his bidding and go layer to layer, and we learn that. Bondrude has been watching these children. Yes. For a long time. They know exactly where they are. Um, Bondrude's cave raiding squad. Nanachi is weary as she's seen the horrors that this group provides. Shh, you'll wake them, says mm-hmm. the Umbran Hand. And yeah. it turns out, like, there's this new creature, this insect, this leaf monster. Yeah, it's a, I think it was, um, uh, what was it, like an amaranthine beetle or something like yeah. that. And it, 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 it impersonates a leaf. Uh, but more importantly, it's a it's an invasive species to this lair. The, he'd like Bondrude's boys don't know how this bug got up to the fifth layer from the sixth layer, but it's not supposed to be here, and it's going to destroy the ecosystem. So, yeah. well, and more importantly, the area has been declared off limits in this flower field mm-hmm. because the bugs have been laying their eggs inside living people and. Eating them alive. Someone so. brought a banana on an airplane. Yes. And look where it got him. Don't man. burn outside wood. Yes. Um, so, um, Reg also champions Nanachi. Is like, isn't this like part of your greatest enemy? Like any enemy of yours is an enemy of mine. And Nanachi's like, oh, they really do care about me. Mm-hmm. Having just met me. Which is a, a common theme we'll see, especially in this movie. Like you just meet someone that you feel an instant connection to. Yes. And you'll do and die for them no matter what. Um, but this uh, Umbran Hand gives Reg the Blaze Reap and says, don't drop it again. Mm-hmm. It's an important tool. Like, he seems kind of nice. Like, he's guiding these kids along Yeah, he mission. seems, like, weirdly, you and know... he seems uh, the most sentient out of, like, the Umbran Hands, which is odd. Like, yes. he speaks in full sentences. He's giving them, like, background knowledge. Maybe that's because of the distance Maybe. that he's away? I don't... I but, don't... but in other cases, it seems like that's the opposite. That's that's true. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, but he's like, use this. Uh, Bondrude is expecting you. You've been invited to attend. Yes. yes. Ah, <laughs> I am a heron. <laughs> um, but that does happen, and Nanachi is like, Reg, you need to stop talking and just listen, because we can't give away everything, because we don't know how Bondrude is tracking us all, but he knows we're here. Yes. Um, so Reg is sad because these insects inhabit the living bodies of their victims and keep them alive. Yeah. To a horrible point. Where... Some, yeah, sometimes feeding themselves to the living victims, like, you know, forcing themselves down the victim's gullet to provide the nutrients to keep them alive longer yeah. as they're yeah. being they tormented. Help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, of course, uh, Rico notices this, Nanachi and Rico run out of there, but uh, we get this Umbran Hand is like kind of doing both the service to the Abyss, but also a kindness and killing all these people. Yes. I mean, they've waited for a few months and collected the internal organs of them, like yes. their appendixes or whatever they're, they're taken from them. Um, where I was like, oh, there's that weird dichotomy of, like, kindness, love, and and research. Science, yeah, yeah. science for the, that, you know, Bondrude is trying to... That's his whole thing. Um, but the trio flee from the agitated insects. Uh, mourning the flowers, Liza loved, and the fallen cave raiders. Uh, they suggest that someone is waiting, or the narrator, Liza, suggests that someone's waiting for these kids. Yes. And they just gotta press on, because through the darkness, they will reach the dawn. <laughs> 
And very symbolically, the Umbra Hand, in order to get rid of the infestation, sets fire to the flower field. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this was one, you know, this was one thing that, that Rico was kind of looking forward to seeing. Yeah. They've, they've reached it, yeah. and now it's up in flames, yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so they arrive at Bondrude's icy base, Edo Front, at the fifth layer, the Sea of Corpses. Mm -hmm. What a charming name. Mm -hmm. But it's Christmas, Dan. It's Big snowing, idea. it's cold, icy. Uh, and then Bondru just won't let us all pass. Uh, this whole layer is made of like water supporting, almost like mushroom shapes mm -hmm. that collapse at certain times, but leave these crystalline bridges or um, you know the things that held them up. Yeah, and it it seems to be always shifting because they collapse regularly, but sometimes, like in this case, a new path forms yeah. from that. Uh, Reg looks for some edible fish, the hamashirama. <laughs> Yeah. And it tastes best raw, so they make some sashimi, even though it looks like snot-flavored organs. It does. They say, oh, it's mighty sweet yeah, and good. because this and is like an eldritch cuttlefish-looking fish thing, so, yeah. yeah. Dan wouldn't eat. Eh, I'll try I would it. try. Try yeah. anything once. If it's not try. cilantro, I don't... Yeah, it's cilantro-based, Dan. Oh, <laughs> then just kill me now, says Dan. Uh, but you can't judge based on looks alone. Let's make a stew. Nanachi is the industrious type. She feels like, or they feel like, sorry, that they don't want to be left behind from the group. Or they are always searching for knowledge to grow. Yeah, uh, because they say, you know, when they reach the afterlife, um, if they encounter uh, Miti. Midi, then, you know, they'll have some new recipes to show. Yeah. So. And uh, answers await at the bottom. That's where we're going. Um, and they see Bondrude's Incredible Fortress, which is like a spinning dais. Yes. It's an old ritual site. It's a big door cell battery. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, this is where Dan lives, this I guess. Yeah. I would set up shop at a very similar location if I could, yeah. yeah. There's no way to approach Bondrude without them knowing. Um, it, there's a device in the middle capable of taking us down to the sixth layer, so we're going to have to go past him anyway. Notably, the only way down there yeah. is this device or this lift in the center of Edo front mm -hmm. so so they infiltrate the front and they meet the young girl prushka mm -hmm. and she's just an optimistic young girl always questioning and reg's been instructed by nanachi not to say anything but her capricious mm -hmm. nature gets the best of them yeah and it is cute because it doesn't you know she tells the the you know they they nanachi tells the group to act cool and reg clearly has trouble doing that like he's he's trying to ignore prushka when she comes up and introduces herself uh but then reg finally you know they they relent they get to talking and they kind of become fast friends so yeah. and she's also very curious seeing kids like her down the lair yeah she's only existed on this lair for her entire life and she's just happy to see someone her own age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they immediately hit it off. Um, uh, and, you know, she's walking through the hallways with them, and then she goes, Papa! Mm -hmm. And Nanachi freezes. Blood turns to ice, and yeah. the trauma is activated. And we get, like, the gang walking down the hallway, and Dan's <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bonjrood and several of his under uh, umbra hands, uh, you know, emerge. And uh, Prushka runs up, gives him a hug. Yeah, and Nanachi's having PTSD. Congrats on killing Mitty. I seen that her flesh lamp went out. Yes. Hmm, that's a concerning sentence. It is. <laughs> but whatever. You know, sometimes the flesh lamp goes out, Dan. Yeah, but again, he's only speaking of it in, like, positive terms. Like, oh, I, you know, I know you were working on that for a while, yeah. but you finally succeeded. Subarashi. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, clap, clap. Um, and Nanachi, like, shields her friends 
or their friends, sorry, I'm going to keep calling her, but it's their friends from uh, Bonjour just saying, we want to go down there. Mm-hmm. Just let us pass. And Bonjour's like, of course I'll let you pass. Stay but, the night. Uh, yeah, stay the night. Yeah. However, yeah. there's a little bit of a catch. Uh, mm-hmm. Only a white whistle yeah. can activate oh, the lift. Yeah. And you can't use anyone else's white whistle to activate things yeah. like that. It, you need you your know, own. A white whistle is born from, a, what was it, a life-resonating stone mm-hmm. that comes from a great sacrifice. Yeah. So, you know, Rico had kind of been hoping to just use her, her mother's mom's, whistle. Yeah. Even though blood relations don't mean a thing. Yeah, blood relations don't matter. It's kind of connected. It's yeah. coded to the to the soul of the person. And you got the lore it. here, right? Like, yeah. Like, you understood it. Yeah. I mean, you're an anime-verse person. You should. Yeah. I, I always worry about introducing someone like, I don't get it. Yeah, no, you got Like the people behind us in Boy and Heron yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh. I always bite my tongue, but they were young. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, when am I? I've commented through movies before. I got yelled at for a girl with the dragon tattoo. Let, let, them, oh, yeah, let right. them have their fun. <laughs> a formative memory of me. Um, it's like, whatever. I'll let them talk. But, but you yeah, know, as far as we can tell, uh, you know, the, the process for getting a white whistle is that you, you sacrifice someone or something yeah. of great importance to you. I'll sacrifice myself, leaving you free to take check, the, check the cane. And then it will produce a life-resonating stone, which is then carved into your white whistle. Yes. And I think you can combine it with, you know, relics and such. Or at least model it after yeah. relics. Bondrude's oh, whistle you're there. Yeah. is like modeled after mm-hmm. the two intertwined Classed hands. Thing. hands, yeah. Oh, you're you're picking up more than I thought you would. Wait, it's I, revealed I, I, that season two, a very, like very eagle-eyed viewer but, there. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah. So then that's the but but Rico is kind of despondent over that because she was just hoping that with this like her mother's whistle in hand, she would just figure out some way yeah. to get down there. Yeah, but Bondrude said, "Stay the night." What's it's the Think least on it. Yeah, yeah, dwell <laughs> yeah. on it. Here's a room with a candy bar in it. Um, no stairs are allowed because ascending here is going to make you fuck up yourself. Mm-hmm. So they're all chained off and Prushka shows the group their room. Um, Prushka means the flower of dawn. Uh, she's never seen the surface and Nanachi is weary of Prushka because all the time she's been down here, she hadn't seen her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is key because we kind of get in this movie kind of a sense of how long Nanachi was was hanging around there, so Nanachi would have known. Doing these war crimes. (laughs) Yes, doing war crimes, yeah. Uh, But uh, the three sleep, or at least everyone else but Reg and Nanachi sleep, so Rigo goes to sleep immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, Reg's helmet has a pattern in it that Nanachi notices, like, you know, I have this old relic, and every time I use it, the pattern kind of gets less and less um, detailed. Yeah. Meaning how many uses it has left. So judging by your pattern... I would say you only have three shots of that thing left. And we can't be certain what that means, but it presumably means that, that Reg will shut down, or at least as far as Nanachi believes, Reg will shut down and die completely, mm. you know, when uh, the, the counter hits zero. Yeah. Um, so, and like, go, their yeah. incinerator is their greatest weapon, too, so... Yeah. Like, it's a matter of time for that. So Nanachi wanders alone at night, Remembering her time with Mitty here, uh, uh, or their time, sorry, with Mitty here, Bondrude speaks with them and says, You are a miracle, Nanachi. Yeah. <laughs> it is a boon that you are here with me. And how are you feeling about Bondrude at this point? Did you know 
Did you know anything was off? I, I'm All assuming right. something's off. I seem pretty cool to me. I'm I'd be like, oh, teach me how to stand in that pose, Bondrude. Like, he's always with the hands outstretched, Christ-like. I was like, what's not to trust? A little bit too affable. And I, I do love how this scene plays out. Yeah. Because Nanachi is kind of like, um, you know, you're going to have to, uh, you know, we're going to, like, discuss a deal here. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's kind of like uh, Bonjrood is already, you know, up to shit. Yeah, so. like, well, I have an alternative for you. Let's let's walk and talk on it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, you are a miracle, we must discuss. Rico wakes up to find Reg and Nanachi are missing. Uh, only the stairs are left, and Dan's like, search more! But Dan, every door was locked. Every door was locked. So there was only one where to go, up the chain staircase. Yes. And as I told Dan, I would never climb stairs for him, so, you know... Yeah, Tough titty. Yeah. Especially not these stairs, but yeah. Rico does start walking up them. Yeah. She's an optimist. She'll make it. And, uh... Has a horrifying experience. Uh, she bites through one of her molars. And all of her out. molars, all I think. All of her molars. Yeah, yeah. Well, Luckily, she has its baby teeth. I mean, with all the candy that Dan eats, I'm surprised he hasn't bitten through all his I molars. I do love candy, I mean, but... My teeth are perfect. But this is a trauma that I don't love like yeah i i always have the losing the teeth dream which is like my fear of death as we, do i yeah. we all know i'm afraid of death it's fine i hope death greets me as a friend one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i hope he greets you as bonjour <laughs> i'd be like daddy <laughs> leap into his arms but you know the air starts cutting yeah her Rico's skin, skin yeah. and she starts fading into this vision of herself literally melting Imploding. yeah yeah it's very horrifying. And Prushka finds her. She wakes at the bottom of the stairs and she's like, oh yeah, the curse will do that to you down here. Yeah. You gotta be careful. But luckily, Prushka is good at snooping. So oh, she yeah. does have yeah. a way to, yeah, you know. two Jonathan-coded characters in the same scene. Yeah, it's all. We never interact. The, the streams would cross. The anime would explode. But here I get two. But, uh, you know, Prushka kind of clarifies that the main thing that the fifth layer's curse does Mm -hmm. is just take away your sense of, like, touch and balance. It'll make you shit your pants, yes. The curse. Of course, the curse did that. Yes, of course, yeah. But, so it'll it'll disorient you to the point where you'll harm yourself because you'll... You won't know. You won't experience pain. You'll bite through your own tongue or your teeth because you won't have any sense of where your own body is. Yeah. Um... But Prushka has a way around this. <laughs> yeah, the with team Minya. mascot, Minya. How do you feel about Minya? Well, Minya <laughs> is also the name of Godzilla's adopted child. Oh well, so you so have a soft spot then. That's one point. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it kind of looks like a more detailed Patamon yeah, or Digimon. Digimon yeah. So yeah. A uh, gift for her on her tenth birthday from Bondrude. Uh, Minya can sense the curse. We can navigate by following her slash taking a good whiff of Minya. Yes. Because because Minya's species, uh, you know, doesn't have the same senses as humans. Well, it's like so... animals aren't affected in the same oh, way. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Creatures of the abyss aren't affected in the same way. But I also don't know if Minya's a creature of the abyss. It feels like another odd experiment that went wrong. Yeah, yeah. But that's just my two cents, and we still don't know the specifics on that. Yeah, but the, the main thing is, is that wherever Minya hops is generally safe for you to follow behind if yeah. you... Use your sense of smell. Yep. So you uh, gotta take a whiff. Yep. And Prushka <laughs> loves Papa. Papa would do nothing wrong for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nanachi is talking about Prushka. Uh, family doesn't have to be blood related, so we get that whole thing. It's about souls and love, says Bondrude. Mm-hmm. 
you know, blood relation doesn't mean a thing, as about, Fire Emblem taught us. It's about his Nakama, yeah. yeah that's all, Dan. We're family. <laughs> Aren't we? I don't know. Aren't we? Come. I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you know of love, says Nanachi, but Nanachi does, like, agree to, like, his terms. Mm-hmm. And is like, I got a condition for you. I'll stay and be your, your secretary, but you gotta let my friends go. And he's like, oops, oops. <laughs> I might have already done something that broken that pact, so. <laughs> yeah. I've already horribly tortured your robot friend, and he's going through some shit that turns a lot of people off this series. It's the child torture of it all. Yeah. It yeah. is a horrific scene. Yeah, like yeah. urine's being drained, blood impaling, all the no-no things are here. Yeah, the clo- Well, the closest thing that, that Reg has to those inner workings and fluids are shown because all of the the umbra hands have him you know strapped to the table and they're running these experiments they're trying to figure out what he is why his craftsmanship mm-hmm. is so like true to what a human is and and quite tellingly they're like oh even though he's a robot his body is still sending like nerve signals mm-hmm. so, so he can ex- feel pain yeah yeah and we don't know why they would like program a robot to do that okay. um but but more notably is they use i keep wanting it to call it the ethereum but the his they they use the light it's like sporagmos sporagmos <laughs> um, have some on your feta chips <laughs> <laughs> It's, Delicious. It's, it's John Sparagmos, yeah. <laughs> uh, to cut Reg's arm off. Yeah, which is a bleeding stump and looks very painful for yes. being a robot boy. Um, but they're like, oh, this incinerator was a dangerous relic, so we need to take possession of it yeah. instead of this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Nanachi rushes in to try and save Reg, mm-hmm. uh, like whips him out of that chair. And is beating back the Umbran hands that are calling her, like, the chosen one, the blessed, the miracle, yeah. the one that survived. We need to, like, examine her, too. Or them. Sorry. And however you think this scene would go, like, a character interrupts, like, evil scientists running experiments, there is something... And now we kind of, in retrospect, understand that there's something off with the Umbra hands. Like they're, yeah, just maybe. They're, they're like when they're experimenting on Reg, they're repeating things to themselves. Like got a what hive is this? mind is going this? on, yeah. And then they they are very slow to react to Nanachi attacking them. They're just kind of like, oh, the blessed, the blessed, the blessed. But they're not, they're not like fending her off. If anything, they're like, oh, we'll experiment on her now instead. Mm-hmm. But but Nanachi does manage to get Reg. Yep. Out of there. Uh, Rico and Prushka arrive. Prushka is just as so- shocked to see, apparently, what her papa has done mm-hmm. to her friends. And she apologizes to three of them as they flee. Rig regains consciousness to, like, use his extendo arm to grab them out as they all head to, like, the boat dock. Yeah. And she's like, Prushka says, I'll give you this boat. I'm going to try and reason with my dad. He loves me. He understands me. Yeah. I'm going to get Rig's arm back. But for now, just be safe. Yeah. And they establish, like, a family bond. She's about to say, like, I believe to uh, Rico, like, let me come on this adventure with you. Yes. But she says, no, it'd be too much to ask. Let's just see each other later. But this is the last time they see each other. Yeah, and then... Essentially. Kind of drowned out by the boat engine and the waves and everything. Prushka does shout it once they're out of, like, you know, earshot. Yeah. Of her, so, but she does express that she would. Her dream is to go on an adventure mm-hmm. too. But and then Bondrud asks Prushka to listen to the Umbran hands. Yes. They they know what they're doing. 
Um, so Nanachi is sick and tired of all the suffering. Rico is not taking things well. She is upset about her friend being tortured mm -hmm. and Prushka's fate and all this shit going on. A lot of trauma for these kids to face. Um, Bondrud and Umbered Hands are tracking the kids, apparently through Nanachi's sight. Yes, somehow... Uh, probably through the same tech that's making, like, his, the soul lights work. Um, Bondrude, the flesh lamps. The flesh lamps. <laughs> Bondrude is able to see glimpses of things through Nanachi's eyes and thus glean information that way. Mm hmm So they, the kids set up a plan. They home alone <laughs> the Umbered mm -hmm. Ants and Bondrude mm -hmm. by sitting on the nest of these incredible stinger heads mm -hmm. to which the Dan Ryan was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they, they kind of uh, stir up this nest and all of the Umbrahans that are with Bondrood get just liquefied. Yeah. So they mm. get torn apart and it's this, for for what it is, cool shot of Bondrood standing unfazed in the middle of all of this mm -hmm. as his, what we think are his associates are kind of torn to pieces uh. around him. Reg is feeling the phantom payment of his missing arm. Uh, Bondrude also has a Sparagmos weapon, just like the Incinerator. Mm -hmm. It was what blinded Mithy, Mithy in one eye and is able to, like, kill anything. Yes. It's like an impenetrable light or whatever. Uh, but Bondrude emerges unscathed from this and is like, Children, why are you hiding so? Yeah. Come to daddy. <laughs> It's like, and he, he's kind of like, ooh, I really failed a spot check and not, you know, disturbing the nest, but you did that intentionally, didn't you? Yeah. You're formulating plans now. Yep. Uh, Prushka's watching the action with an umbran hand on far. Mm -hmm. um, we get marvelous, marvelous Subashi, Subarashi mm -hmm. uh, from Bondrood. Um, and Reg, Rico, and Nanachi try to fight Bondrood. Uh, they inject Bondrood with the uh, the leaf larva that mm -hmm. they've somehow obtained from the layer above, even yes. though we didn't see them do that. Um, and they're using kind of Nanachi's plan of... He is seeing through me, mm -hmm. so we're going to show him some things, but not other things yes. and act in a different way. Um, so they do that. They actually kind of, like, fuck him up. They do. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, like, fight him to a standstill, and then Reg is able to drag him down Underwater. Uh, below the water level that would constitute going into the sixth layer, mm -hmm. and then force him rapidly back up. <laughs> to ascend, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of the same fate he gave to Mitty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we don't, we still don't see his face at this point, but his neck tellingly, like, swells up like a balloon, uh, mm -hmm. because the curse got him. Yeah. Seemingly. And Dad was like, oh shit. And then... Did you think Bondrud was dead at that point? I didn't know what to think. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen him with a tail yet, so I'm like, he's yeah, gotta have gotta something. gotta have that tail, yeah. Um... But then Reg fucking smashes him with a with rock. rock, and Prushka comes in. <laughs> oh no, my daddy! Oh Jesus! Oh, no. Um, but don't worry, Prushka. I can just return to Oz myself and rip off the head of this old body and make a new one. Very casually, the Umbran hand that was with Prushka just strolls over to yeah. the dead body, takes the helmet off—not the head, just the yeah. just the mask—and puts it on. And is thus the new Bonjuru body with the tail yep. and much bigger, you know, than before. Yeah. And they're all like, what the fuck? And then he knocks out Prushka so she mm. can't hear the rest of this conversation. Mm -hmm. But he's like, yeah, I get reborn, you know. I, I just want to experiment on all three of you now. Tee -hee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just fun yeah. dad things. Yeah. Uh, and the Umbran hands are all me. 
It's very Kingdom Hearts. It's Organization 13. It's Master Xehanort logic. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, he's, he, you know, the whole thing has been, you know, figuring out the difference between a curse and a blessing. Mm-hmm. And he even, you know, to Nanachi is kind of like, well... Remember, you know, your special bunny appearance yeah. is a blessing yeah. that's From courtesy Mitty. of Mitty. Yeah. So, you know, the same logic could apply to, you know, any two people down yeah. here. So that might be a way around the curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then get a flash forward of Bondru doing a, a wake full body operation on Prushka. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best dad. Not the best I wouldn't dad. go about it this way. Um, she wants to see the dawn. Uh, past conversation with her and Rico about how Enrico wants to become like a white whistle and like uh, Prushka sees her resolve and they bond as friends and Prushka wants to go on an adventure with Rico no matter what. Yeah, they're so, like, like, they're talking about what uh, Rico's sovereign name could be like the sovereign of children, children or yeah, the sovereign like, of adventure something or something. Cooler, yeah. uh, but but Rico's main thing is like, I just want to keep going down on an adventure with my friends and solve mysteries. Yeah. And Prushka's just eternal optimist. Like, if you believe, you'll achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was I going to ask? It was, it was like, mm, do you feel that these two could have bonded so quickly together? Because that's a, a big internet thing, is the believability of this middle arc. The. The Prushka Rico bond. I think that knowing what we know by the end of this movie, Prushka could easily bond that quickly to mm. Rico. And I think Rico is just Rico, so she has no problem with that. I think that they're both, like, the types of people who would make fast. Because, you know, Rico was, like, an orphan, and mm. we got the, I got the vibe. Orphan syndrome, yeah. I got the vibe that she was also, you know... Not an outcast, but she was certainly with her dorky band of friends yeah, up there. Very noodle-coated. Noodle-coated. Yeah. And so I think she's easily accepting of people. And then in terms of Prushka, we kind of get the sense that she experiences, like, time a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't travel the same up there. So. Yeah. So it's it's it does... I, I think it makes sense that they, they bond this fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Rico awakes from this vision of Prushka kind of disintegrating herself, mm-hmm. going into the light of the Sparagmos, and then they come up with a plan. Um, so, like, we need the incinerator to take on Brondrude, but what kind of relic is he using to stay alive? And Rico says, well, there's this thing called the Zoaholic, which is like a, a flower bud mm-hmm. that makes your soul reborn constantly. Well, yeah, it allows you to impart, like, impress your soul on other bodies. It's a Horcrux machine, yeah. It is. Um, but, you know, the thing with the, the, the Zoholic is that it's gigantic. It's yeah. like, you know... A room sun. size, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, in theory, Bonjuru probably figured out a way to engineer it so that it's kind of like a, a supercomputer that just sends his consciousness wherever he needs it. Yeah. And and that at that point, I think even Nanachi points out that... Yeah, like, the purple slit mask mm-hmm. probably doesn't even have any special meaning. No. It's just he's bonded with uh, Prushka using that helmet, mm-hmm. so he just leaves that helmet on. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to him. Yeah, so we need the incinerator to take a Mondrude. Uh They try to infiltrate it uh, using Reg, or Reg's uh, potent electric energy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to absorb, like, the core of the place. 
to take on a more powerful form. Yes. As uh, um, um, Rico and Nanachi enter through the front door as, like, a distraction. Yes. Um, so they do that. Uh, Reg does arrive at, like, this generator and absorbs all the energy. And he takes on a different animated appearance. He does. That we don't know about. He sees the vision of what may be a lady bot, a lady obot, a girl it, obot. It is a boy obot. <laughs> it, it, it looked like it. Yeah. 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 We don't. I we don't know. St- I still don't know, Dan. So, more mysteries exist in this abyss. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a lady obot down there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but so he absorbs that. He causes a scene as uh, Rico follows uh, Memia mm-hmm. through the the palace, this area, to try and yeah, find through Prushka. like the depths of the base to you know because uh, Minya happens to have Prushka's scent. And Nanachi ends up following along because uh, they're like, oh yeah, that is the way we need to go anyway. We're going in the so right direction. Yeah. I guess we're, we're going to figure this out. So they arrive at the processing area, Dan. And, they do. And what happens here? Some totally non-traumatic uh, uh, events happen here. In the processing area, mm-hmm. uh, this was post the success, well, the quote-unquote successful Nanachi experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remainder of the kids that Bonjrood had taken in, or, or took in more of at that point, uh, were operated on. They had all of their limbs removed, mm-hmm. uh, kept alive via machinery. Uh, they had all non-essential organs removed, except, like, their, you know, sensory ones. Mm-hmm. The ones that could perceive the curse, or the ones that were affected by each layer of the curse. And then... Through some form of science, just those parts were kept in a goo form inside a square cartridge. In order for Bondrude and the Umbran Hands to use to avoid the effects of the curse. Yes, to ascend as they They please. drink the goo and they don't feel the curse as yes. much. Yeah. yeah, so that is what the cartridges are. So it- was that traumatic for you? Yes. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Dark Jonathan Arc. I'll tick that box. <laughs> Traumatized Dan. But, well, adding to the trauma is that Nanachi, who was at Oh, Edo yeah, Front, this scene is the best one in the movie. She she was at Edo Front when this technology was being developed, and she had helped Bondrood more or less lull these kids into a false sense of security, mm-hmm. uh, because they were like, oh, look at the, the funny yeah, person. Fluffy bunny, yeah. And... All of those kids ended up being turned into cartridges. Yep. Yeah. So, emotional damage for the children. Emotional damage, That's yes. fun, yeah. And Bondrude peeks in, hey, what are you kids doing in here? Like, you guys are scheming pretty nicely. Yeah, You're really my coming shit. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there's this whole scene between Rico and Bondrude, and Rico, Rico is like, Bondrude says, you're, you're a lot like me, Rico. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll sacrifice anything to get to the bottom, but Rico says, I won't do exactly that. I understand your methods yeah. and why you would do such a thing, but I don't think I could ever bring myself to do such a thing. And, and it's like, oh. Mm. Yeah. And they're both, like, knowledge-based yeah. people down here. And then we learn about where white whistles come from, Dan. Yep. Your worth. You gotta, yeah, so... It, would you make a white whistle out of me, Dan? They're ma- well, I... I got nipples. Would you make a white whistle out of me? Yeah, I, I, I don't... Uh, Interesting. Probably, Give me a blow. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> toot sweet, toot sweet, 
but that's but yeah that that is how it would have to happen it would have to be one of us who it becomes be the me. whistle it wouldn't be me uh so <laughs> you would never catch me <laughs> but white whistles are made out of people yeah uh and only suitable candidates are willing to sacrifice themselves fully to that purpose yep and um, that's the only way you make an effective one yeah. one that works someone has to be completely willing to sacrifice themselves for you yeah and 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 i think rico i think calls out bonjrud at this mm-hmm. point like you know you your body was the sacrifice you made yeah. to get that you could white just whistle. use yourself yeah so but then we get you know but bonjrud's whole thing is that he wants to evolve and ascend and mm-hmm. and become greater so he's not satisfied with that original sacrifice anymore yeah, but this was just a distraction donachi says you serve your purpose, mm-hmm. Rico, and Reg comes in, mm-hmm. and this is a very Dan Ryan scene. Dark Reg, nice, yeah. a nice fight scene. Mm-hmm. That's almost the same in the manga. It's animated the same way because it's like Reg takes up a full, like scrawled black page on the manga. He does, and he also figures out, or, or well, in this state, he's able to use his one remaining retractable arm mm-hmm. as sort of like a spiral around himself to propel himself along the walls and everything like a drill almost yeah uh it's very very cool and chaotic um and even with one arm he is able to kind of hold his own against bonjrud in this fight yeah uh, Menia runs out and Rico follows. Uh, we get um, Bondrude's many gangway lasers, which are an iconic thing that mm-hmm. he fires from like these purple beams from all over his body. Mm-hmm. Looking very cool while doing it. Sparagmos. Uh, Bondrude is definitely not a human under there anymore. Yes. Um, something's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, something's shifting. Mutating. Yeah. And Rico has found the Zoaholic, and uh, Nanachi and Reg wind up like falling. Reg wakes up from like his stupor. After well, using all the electric energy. Well, Reg blows a hole. Yeah, in the base. In the base. Yeah. Like, he, he activates his incinerator, puts it on the floor, and then just as Nanachi manages to snap him out of it, he blows up, like, he blows, like, a clean sphere out of this base. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nanachi tries to calm Reg down. Reg's power-up is gone. Um, and both end up at the side of the base. Uh, Reg felt like a whole bunch of people were in him, but one especially knew how to fight, and it's like he knew how to use his body yeah, to the utmost of his abilities. And that knowledge has seemingly stayed with him yeah. after this. Yep, yep. Reg is definitely a better fighter mm-hmm. in Season 2, but that did happen. Um, bon- where's Bondrude? And then suddenly Reg is knocked into this massive pit by one of the Umbran hands. Yeah, and just it's like, like, come with me. Yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah. your, your, que- your presence is requested. requested. Um, so they're, they're down in mm. the, in the pit. In the sorrow pit. The sad children pit. <laughs> where all the failed experiment oh my God. blob kids are. They said, and Reg is like, oh my God, these are the blank yeah. the children that you torture. And Bondrude remembers their names. Of, yeah, of all each of them, them, yeah. Um, Good dad. <laughs> but he's, he's Good dad point. Of, he's kind of like, you know, uh, we, we have to, we're going to put everything to the test here mm-hmm. so we got to fight yeah and what a, what a fight scene it is it is it's They're a very very good going fight. around this pit whipping lasers at each other exposing cartridges 
again, Reg is is able to kind of ascend the walls very quickly due to his new spiraling arm technique. Bondrude is constantly transforming due to the effects of the curse. I think Bondrude's also, well, yeah, he's constantly transforming and he's using, uh, like, different relics that he has on hand. Mm -hmm. Like like a Spider-Man Venom web Mm -hmm. to, like, try to ensnare Reg. Um... But uh, the main thing that Nanachi is talking Reg through over the comm is just, you need to kill time. You yeah. need to just... Cause or he needs to last ten minutes because he used the... Yeah. The beam, the incinerator. Yeah. So it, it, it's like you need to you need to just keep Bondrude moving because eventually he will eat through all of the cartridges that he has on him. Yeah. So they arrive up there and Menia arrives and reacts to one of the ejected cartridges and Bondrude's like, ah, Prushka. Yep. My greatest child. It was a fucking gut punch. Yikes. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes you think, huh? Yeah. Not a not a good dad. You'll have nightmares tonight. <sighs> uh, but Prushka, to hell with your dawn. So, like, everyone's freaking out at uh, Bondrude for using his daughter figure mm-hmm. as this cartridge to power her. Uh, him. Um, how could you? And then Rico has overheard it all and is, like, traumatized, crying. Mm-hmm. Like, my friend is a cartridge now. Yeah. How sad. Um, it hurts. Uh, Prushka survives. So then we get like the whole Prushka backstory on how apparently she was one of like the the um, the Umbran Hand's offspring. She was the yeah. offspring of an Umbran Hand who then during because they said it was during a carrier like uh, mm. so I think like there was some kind of um, like elevator malfunction. Mm. And it ascended too quickly, killed everyone, but Prushka survived in like a tortured, pained, yeah. you know, existence. Yeah, existence. Yeah, but Bondru does like show promise, and this young Prushka picks her up and goes like, "I'm your papa now." Yeah, like your your very life at this point goes against logic, so we're going to keep you know we're going to see what you can do yeah and then we see like prushka giving her many a mm-hmm. we see prushka i mean uh bondrude giving her the hat yes so and, like good dad and yeah, that's good dad and that's where i think the attachment so yeah. quickly came because there's a there's a line that bondrude says like from here on out each step you take is another year lived mm-hmm. like you are you are being reborn from this point yeah and you were catching up quickly to, to humanity. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, she, Prushka experiences, you know, love and, and compassion when she meets Minya. And it's like, you're you're going to get the human experience much quicker than someone else would have. Yeah. So uh, Also, Prushka is doing these experiments for her dad. For her dad, yeah. And also, we think about, was it love or was it Bondrude's ambition? Uh, it could be both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her immediate friendship with the kids and sense of adventure uh, only knows pain in her papa's pains. Yes. So that's the only thing that Prushka experiences. Uh, Bondrude then impales Reg. A lot of belly button trauma in this series. Mm-hmm. There's still more to come. I don't know if that's a thing. It's just always there for Reg, unfortunately. He's always getting impaled by the belly button. There's got to be some symbolism with, like, umbilical cord yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what yeah. I have to assume. But. Yeah. Um, but Bondrude's like, oh, this is an imitation of pain. And Reg is like, well, if it's an imitation of pain, I can still fight then. Mm-hmm. And uses his jet butsu to, yes. <laughs> to knock Bondrude, who, like, dodges to the who side. Dodges. Yeah. But, uh, Rico was yeah. waiting on the sidelines. Yeah, crying. 
with uh, Rag's other arm. Incinerator, yeah. And she fires the incinerator. And Dan's third Jesus Christ was uttered. Uh, where Bondrude's, lo- the lower half of his body is just wiped mm. out by the incinerator. Yeah. And as he lays dying, he's like, well, isn't this a miracle? Yeah. Like, you know, hi, Nanachi, you did good. Yeah, Nanachi goes over to have, like, a final word with him. Um, but, but Bonjour is like, I, I'm changing my mind. Now my ambition is you, <laughs> you folks getting down to the bottom. See? Like, you, They just you, had to talk it out. You beat me in a fight, and you've ascended beyond me, so Yeesh. now my yeah. dream is, is for you to keep going. Mm. Uh, like, I'm so proud of you, yeah. and such. You know, and then I, Nanachi even tells him to fuck off one more time, but mm-hmm. he's like, ah, oh, you're so snappy. Yeah. And, and then, then dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, dies. Well, or, yeah. Uh, he, I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not really revealed. It's kind of revealed in something at the end. Like yeah. Maybe, maybe some humanity has returned to Bondrude. But, mm-hmm. but uh, so then we have to deal with this whole Prushka in a, a suitcase situation. Yes. And, you know, Rico's crying. It's like, does it hurt Prushka? Clearly, the stuff is spilling out. I'm in a suitcase. Yeah, Yeah. traumatic. Um, But out of the cartridge Mm -hmm. tumbles a white whistle, a life resonating stone that is now Rico's white whistle. Yeah, because apparently Prushka's resolve was strong enough for Rico Mm -hmm. that she became a white whistle. And Nanachi dresses the whistle up in uh, sort Mm -hmm. of a Prushka outfit. Yeah, and you know that's. And we see that Reg has a strange reaction to hearing it as well. Yeah, he feels warm. Yeah, his belly feels warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what could that mean? I don't know. But uh, so they have a way to descend even further. Mm-hmm. Why these kids would want to? Me, no, no. They just need to. Now, this is the point of no return. Yeah, right? this is the real point of no return. After mm-hmm. this, there's absolutely no way they're coming back until it's revealed in the manga. Like, oh, you didn't use the back stairs? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But everyone's crying. It's all emotional. Um, see, as you said, Bondrude sees that the group has surpassed even his own desire. Mm-hmm. So it's a good kind of closing of that story arc. May your journey overflow with curses and blessings. blessings yeah. So they're going off into this uh, capsule elevator thing with mm-hmm. Goo in the center of this layer of the abyss to mm-hmm. descend even further. Rico has her white whistle. Uh, Men- uh, Menia comes along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reg jumps in, and before they go, they see like the Umbran hands are are there waiting for them with one Bondrude type with like a human eye now. Yes, instead of his weird demon monster eye. Yes, um, but you know he seems to give his blessing to Nanachi, who then mm-hmm. is pulled in by her friends as they descend even lower still. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll leave our characters for a short while. Like right. I said, I think Maiden Abyss is going to make a speedy recovery mm-hmm. on the podcast and be brought back sooner than I expected. I have to take some notes and do some research, but I think we should tie up this series as it is now. Of course. Uh, before we continue on. But uh, any final thoughts on where you think it's going, how you enjoy it, things you would change, Daniel Ryan? I I do think that this series needs to be experienced uh mm-hmm. in terms of like the horror in everything the way it does that not only like the, the sci-fi aspect and the world building um but like the physical toll that it takes on the in the emotional toll that it takes on the characters <laughs> and the viewers is just yeah. something very unique and the only thing i would change is like the weird you know like the, the one part stuff. where like yeah. they're drawing a dick on yeah, the thing like, like that kind weird. of stuff i could do without the but... fans also agree yes 
but other than that, it is it is a very unique series that I think people should check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we did Dawn of the Deep Soul. Uh, before we go, Dan, anywhere that our audience can find us on social media. Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads, if you would please. I intend to get some artwork up pretty soon. Yeah, and you can follow me, Jonathan Wykowski, at LosingMyMindJK on X. No, no, LosingMyMindJK on Instagram, uh, Drink and Read JK on X, and LosingMyMindJK on TikTok. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. There's too many things, but just find me somewhere. Or check out my other podcast being Drink and Read the Podcast, where I read Dune and War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Or Night Caps of the Theater, where we watch a few bad movies and get a little drizzy drunk while doing so. Mm-hmm. But Dan, we have a special occasion. We do. <laughs> it is the Yuletide season. It is. And I have a feeling we've got a gathering of our own crows here. Yeah. <laughs> our own Umbran hands yeah, our own, assemble. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, we've got two special episodes that we've lived and learned by. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as chaotic as it has been for the past few years. Hopefully. We say now. I say, say now, yeah. But I make no guarantees, but uh, all I'll say is in stories. You've got some, you know, you got some chocolate and maybe a song or two about... A handful of gobbos, maybe. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Goblin Town. Way down, down. Mm, we'll see you then, audience. Subarashi. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>